we have so much thrown at us on a daily basis through social media, television, loads of, of things of, you know, this is how you can improve yourself. And it's just like, actually, if you discovered yourself, you may not need to improve yourself. Welcome to Coaching in Focus. I'm Joseph Grech, your host. And in every episode, we are joined by a guest where we discuss a specific area within coaching practice to help you develop your skills and spark some curiosity in relation to the profession. On this episode, I am in conversation with Dominic Vince, who is an experienced life coach specialising in confidence within the LGBTQ community. Dominic discusses his coaching practice with us, where he supports clients to have the space to work on confidence, address how they show up within their relationships, the workplace, and social interactions. And as a gay man himself, Dominic talks about his own journey towards understanding his identity and finding confidence. So grab a cup of tea or a coffee or go on that walk and have a listen to our conversation. and also to be around as well you know so when I heard about life coaching um it just seemed like a bit of a no-brainer to be honest you know I I'd had a conversation with a couple of friends and they were just like you know you love to talk surely there's there's something out there that you can do and and I'd been through therapy and I'd kind of you know I'd had a look at mentoring and and everything else that kind of comes under that mental health well-being umbrella um and I looked into coaching and I was just like actually something really clicks here something looks really really nice and um and fits me fits my personality fits who I want to be um so yeah so had a look into some different courses went to some different open days and finally found a school that was me and and just kind of walking in there was just started immediately vibing with people who were on that level with me on that coaching level and what became quite apparent was that there was something that had happened in every single person's life in that room um that had affected them and that had affected how they communicated with people and how they interacted with with people and that's what I thought was just so beautiful and fantastic is that you can have those conversations with people and it's really open and it was the first time I'd kind of been in a room where people were willing to have open conversations and just be really embracing of that fact and that's kind of where I knew I was in the right place right okay so would it be fair to say that you got into coaching through the training program that you did that kind of really opened up um this you know big adventure and journey for you 
Yeah. And yeah, I love that word adventure. It's fantastic because it is, it's a massive adventure, isn't it? You know, you don't know what you're going to face and there's ups and there's downs. And, you know, I have no idea or I I had very little idea of kind of coaching and business and how those two Mm. even interact together. Yeah. You know, like coaching has got a very different vibe to it like people think still about it's about giving advice it's telling people what to do sports coaching immediately comes to mind so when you suddenly shift the understanding that it's not about that it's actually more about listening it's it's about other skills rather than giving advice Mm, absolutely and I think you know as a as a human population we're so used to giving advice and we're so used to saying this is how you should do something or you know even from even from birth we're being taught by our parents to do something you know this is how you should do something um and so we're very used to that style of language of just kind of handing out advice saying okay well why don't you do this and things like that so to actually take that step back and and allow that person to explore it themselves it's, yeah, it's really un, it's really unnerving for you because you have no idea what's what's going to come up. It's also because you mentioned language. It's, that's really interesting. I'm fretting that there's a language. There's also the state of being. I, I think a lot of us feel that by giving advice, we are supporting our friends. We are being really empathetic. Um, so mm. it comes out of a it comes from a good place. But really sometimes, I mean, I've been in situations where I wanted to speak to a friend about something and I didn't want them to tell mm. me what they would do in that situation because that yeah. wasn't actually helpful. They meant to be helpful. But for me, I just wanted to be listened to. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's so key what you say with that, of just kind of wanting to be listened to. And we are, you know, I'm, I come from a linguist background, you know, I, that's that was what my degree was in. It was in English language and and linguistics yeah language is fascinating in how we use it but not just verbal language it's you know it's non-verbal language how we use that and I think it's like 93% of what we say is is non-verbal and 7% is verbal so you know our actions how we move how we interact facial cues all of that is is a type of language and putting that all into a conversation is gigantic it's it's enormous you know it's there's so much there in terms of kind of having those conversations with people and then also communicating how you want that conversation to go and it totally goes back to what you were saying of um you know sometimes I just want to be listened to Sometimes I actually want that advice. Sometimes I kind of, I want, you know, that empathetic feeling or I want that sympathetic feeling. And, you know, it's a very fine line between those two. Yeah, yeah, it it definitely is. Um, There's a slight difference between them. I'm also wondering, um, how did you get into your line of work? It's, that's a really interesting question. And, um, and it's something that I have thought about a what for for quite a while especially when I kind of launched into my life coaching career um I identify as a as a gay man um, and I you know I came out when I was 16 and I was very fortunate when I came out um I had a fantastic 
support network around me. I had fantastic friends um, and I had a, an amazing family as well. Um, but it wasn't without its trauma. And I kind of, I, I sat there and, you know, when I was having, going through my life coaching um, classes and on my course, I sat there and, and I started to realise just how much this trauma had affected me. And it dawned on me that if I was having this, so many other people will have had it as well. And I'm not going to cast everybody into the same net of every LGBT person has some sort of trauma. Um, no, I don't think that at all. Um, but I think the majority of us do somewhere along the line. And I think for me, working specifically and having that niche with the LGBTQ plus community, um, it's really important, it's, you know, it's, it's to actually stand up and say, yes, like you are being heard, you are being heard, you are being listened to. And I want to know, I want to know about that trauma and I want to help you build on that and, and you know, and, and really kind of embrace it, work with it and create something amazing from it. And, you know, you look at our community now and it's it's so rich. It's such a rich community. There's so many people who can so proudly identify with who they actually are. Um, but there's there's quite a few people who, who just can't. And so that's really why I went into what I did, because I want to be a voice for those people and I want them to find their voice and I want them to feel comfortable and confident and be who they want to be in this rich community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess how amazing it would be, isn't it, if when you were growing up as well um, and you were coming out, you know, you mm. could tap into totally. such a resource. Because I, I guess a lot of, you know, a lot of the support that is out there is probably a bit more kind of counseling oriented I think having something as coaching, which is a bit more proactive um, and also acknowledging that, you know, it's okay. Like I, I am managing how I'm feeling and I'm managing what's going through now, but actually having a bit of support would be really helpful and even mm. kind of role modeling. Yeah. I suppose. No, I was so, just going to say, I think, you know, especially with the LGBTQ plus community, there's so much there's so much to get involved in um but there's also so much information out there um mm. and there's there's this kind of i don't know how quite which way to put it but i you know i think in my head for me it's a lot of imagine a motorway and you've got Mm. One side of the motorway is just kind of like living your life as an LGBTQ plus person, identifying as that. And then the other side of the, the motorway is understanding everything that kind of comes with that and and understanding where mm. you can get information yeah. from and how you can get involved yeah. and how little or how much you want to get involved. So there's, there's those two kind of yeah. paths, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's also, I mean, I'm just, and this could just be my opinion and my own experience, but it feels that there is there, like in yourself, there must be quite a lot of strength to be able to, you know, identify yourself as a gay man and also to be able to say, you know, I support the LGBT community because 
you are not only um, disclosing about your work, but you're also disco- disclosing something mm. that is very personal to you. Yeah, no, Does absolutely. Um, and I think for me and many, many people out there, it's a, it's a no-brainer. You know, I just turn around and like, oh yeah, I'm gay. I am comfortable with, I'm comfortable with expressing that. And with the work that I do, I want you to, to feel comfortable having that kind of language as well. And, you know, when you're sitting in the pub and turning around and saying, oh yeah, that's, you know, that's my boyfriend or that's my girlfriend or, you know, that's my wife, that's my husband. And actually feeling that comfortable, um, having that vision of being able to say it as well, because I think having that vision is about 75% of it. You know, it's being able to visualize yourself having that conversation where you yeah. do mention that. Um, yeah. Because that's, that's the hard part. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, picturing yourself as kind of the first step yeah. in doing it. So do you notice that the type of, is there any kind of um, commonality in terms of type of clients that you work with? Who are the type of clients that you usually work mm-hmm. with? Um, they range. <laughs> they do range. Um, I would have to say at the moment, um, I probably get more um, more men, more gay men. And just kind of, yeah, and they, it's, a lot of it is confidence. They want to work on, on confidence and and where they fit into the community. Oh, so, okay, so their identity in a way, um, mm. uh, which is such a more kind of multi-layered topic, isn't it? And, and different facets. You know, identity as a gay man, identity as a husband or a wife, identity as a as a son or a parent, um, and where, I guess where they fit in all of that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's very, it's. <laughs> It's tricky. It's tricky because there is there is so many layers. But I think once you have discovered your layer and where you operate the best and where you feel comfortable operating, um, that's when it's that's when it's really really good. Yeah. So maybe let's pause a little bit a little bit about that because I kind of jumped into identity and we didn't really look at that confidence piece, which mm. which you kind of started off with. You mentioned a lot of people would. Um, ask for your support in terms of helping them build a conf. Is there again any specific areas? Is there um, what type of kind of examples mm, yeah. that you provide, perhaps? And of course, keeping them non-identifiable. Sure, sure. I mean, so I think probably the the biggest example is myself. So I, yeah. So I I went to therapy. Um, and I went to a CBT therapist and she was amazing. And she really kind of asked me the questions that I needed to be asked. Um, and she was, she was very much kind of, she bordered on, and, I, and I, that's what I love about CBT is it borders on kind of therapy, but it also borders on coaching as well, because it has that mindset of, yeah let's have a look forward what what are you going to do to you know to change that mindset that you're in um and it's very empowering and she yeah my therapist really kind of drilled down into into those core values that i have um and that i'd forgotten about 
um, and I'd allowed everybody to kind of come into my life and 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 build on it and I'm so grateful for that but I hadn't done it for myself so I spent a year um just working on myself building on my self-confidence finding out my self-worth finding out what I liked what I didn't like who I liked who I didn't like and and just really kind of sat with myself for a while um and then I started to address how I felt about the LGBT community and that's when a lot of kind of issues and fears came up for me. Um, so I started talking about it and I started having conversations around it. And I would talk to people in work and I would talk to, you know, some of the gay friends that I did have. And then I started kind of communicating a lot more and especially on social media as well. It's a great platform to be used for that, that kind of thing. Um, started taking an interest in LGBT programs on television, books, literature, you know, those kind of things that, that were all just there for me, ready, but I just hadn't been aware of them and I hadn't kind of sat there and decided to take that step. Um, and it's amazing when you do take that step, what opens up. Yeah. And again, it seems to resonate what you mentioned earlier, isn't it? this idea around confidence, being linked to identity, exploring, you know, what you want from your own life, who you are. They all seem really interconnected. Mm. Yeah. And thank you for sharing that, because obviously it's a very personal story to you. So do you find that clients also might have similar type of stories that they come with? Yeah, I think so. I think there's, you know... The, the clients that do come to me are yeah they, they want to work on their confidence and they know you know it's fantastic as a coach you'll know that when somebody turns up and they have a goal and you're just like great you have a goal this makes it so much easier um, because you know what you want to work on um but when when somebody turns around and they're just like i, I just see i want to be confident and i want to be comfortable yeah it's it's mm it's more asking them the questions about themselves yeah. rather than kind of the actual community yeah. as, as a whole. Yeah. That comfortableness that as well is a really nice one, isn't it? Mm. Um, that confidence and comfort and comfort and being kind of happy in your own skin, but also being happy in the community that you see yourself part of, mm. um, happy within those circle of friends or those relationships that you have. How do you manage then this idea of um, perhaps, you know, I might see it as a conflict of interest, but not, not putting your own story in terms of the client's experience. And I get, you know, I, I know as a coach, the whole non-directiveness and, you know, they, um, they've got their own lives. I'd find it quite hard because I'd, I'd really struggle when somebody has gone through those same steps as I have. I find it really difficult to truly remain objective, to ask those more curious questions, because in a way, even on an unconscious level, I've got some expectation, even the expectation that you can do it. You know, I've been there, I've come out of it. Um, is, is there anything like, is there anything that you do to help with that? Um, yeah, no, absolutely. So when I, you know, my process for, meeting with clients especially kind of in those first stages i have um i have like a what i call a discovery call 
and that's when they come to me and they they tell me what they want to work on and mm. um and we kind of have that kind of brief instruction and for me then that's where I gauge kind of what the story is and you know mm. what's the background and where where they want to go and and how they mm. want to get there mm. um yeah yeah it's um it's an interesting one because part of it I also feel like it's um it's great to have somebody uh, or it's, it's, it's great to be working with a coach who has been through certain experiences. It's at what point does it then flip over? And I, I fully agree mm -hmm. with you. I think having had that rigorous training, like you've had to be able to understand who you are and to be able to kind of shut perhaps that little part of you, um, not entirely away, but just being aware of it and not letting it uh, dictate because it's slightly different to a conversation with a friend like with a friend of mm. course you'd be more um you know prone to say oh yeah that happened to me but with a client of course there's a bit more <laughs> of a nuanced and then in terms of um so we mentioned a little bit around why people come to you that mm. authenticity that that working with their confidence understanding where they fit in perhaps what changes do you actually see in clients oh I love the I love this bit, and I know this is going to sound really kind of like cliche, but cliches are there for a reason. Um, but I love watching someone actually kind of have that realization, and mm. and sit there and just be like, oh, actually, yeah, wait a minute, I can go to that bar, and I can feel comfortable there. Yeah, it's people working through what's going on for them there, realizing that there's there's something there putting it into practice and getting the results that yeah, they actually yeah. want and I think it's a misconception I think sometimes people think as well that you start a coaching program you meet with your coach once a week I don't know and it's an ongoing thing and everyone's happy um which I'm sure there will be with you coaching them <laughs> um, but in reality there could be quite big gaps between sessions like you said somebody might feel a bit more might want to experiment and try going out um and step a little bit outside of their comfort zone and then come back so there could be like even a good two three four week break between those yeah. sessions and i i try to encourage that um you know i, I do because you know if it, it's okay having a session a week um but it doesn't give you the chance to explore and and fully understand you know, what's packed into that for you. You know, I have an hour session with you. There's so much more that goes on outside of that hour. There's so much, you know, there's so many, I'm asking those questions. More is just kind of laying foundations that you can then build on. So, you know, if I turn around to you and say, okay, so what makes you not confident in the LGBT community? And then you, you explore that you're going to take that away and you're going to explore it a little bit more. Okay. So what is there? That is, you know, there's this, but then there might be something else. And that's what coaching is, is, you know, you're coaching yourself. You're talking, you're having conversations with yourself to then make you feel more confident, more independent and more authentically you. Yeah. And for me, ethically, it just resonates a lot more because then that means that, you are developing people to support themselves better rather than become totally reliant on you. You know, you're, you're helping them build those skills, like I said, to coach themselves. 
and then after that program they can keep on doing it and yeah that resonates with the way I work as well because then sometimes you might see people for like four sessions and then there'll be like a six-month break and then you see them again for another four session just kind of and it's really nice because they're not um I don't feel that I'm creating somebody who is in a way reliant on me for the development and progress that I, I totally agree and you know it kind of it goes back to that whole support you know that support system you know I I'm I'm not there to to do it for you I'm not there to kind of to sit there I don't have all the answers you know if I did I'd be completely in a different role and I'd be Mystic Meg, but I'm not, you know, <laughs> I'm really not. I, you know, but I can sit here and I can ask you the questions that you may have been scared to ask yourself or you may not have recognised that you needed to ask yourself. And sometimes all it takes is for a complete stranger to turn around and say, well, how did that make you feel? Or what came up for you there? Or when you walked into that bar, how did it feel? And that's another thing as well. I think, you know, this is definitely a partnership that you go into when, you know, you go into a, a coaching session. It's a, it's a partnership. I'm willing to be there with you in that space and I will facilitate and help you and support you in that space. But you've got to want to want it for yourself as well. And that's what I love about my clients is that when they turn up, they're ready. They want to they want to do that work and mm. that's mm. wonderful to see and a lot of people miss that step i find a lot of people move into that improvement without really notice where are you at now and i love the example that you gave about yourself where you spend some time thinking about who am i and you know where am i at now what do i want from things kind of that comes in second to mm. who am i doesn't it totally like 100 percent, and and it is it's you know like you say so, so many people miss that step of self-discovery and we have so much thrown at us on a daily basis through social media television loads of, of things of you know this is how you can improve yourself and it's just like actually if you discovered yourself you may not need to improve yourself. You, you know, you may have all of the tools in the toolkit at your disposal. So you don't need to improve yourself. You just need to allow yourself to shine. And if you discover yourself, you discover your self-worth, then yeah, then there's, there's no improvement that needs to be done. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And also not being fooled, I would say, by hiding behind certain labels. I think so many people, even in the coaching profession, you know, we call ourselves, I don't know, a career coach or an executive coach, but that for me, it's a label. It doesn't necessarily tell me how, you know, it doesn't tell me about you, how you coach, um, what's your unique kind of style. Um, and I think sometimes as we try and discover ourselves, we might start attaching labels as I am, I don't know, I'm shy or I'm not particularly confident without really having reflected upon what they mean and how they might influence us. And to what extent they might have been given to us. You know, other people might say, I remember growing up, a lot of people used to say to me, oh, you're quite shy. And I'm like, I didn't necessarily feel it. But because other people said that about me, then I was thinking, hmm, maybe I am. Which is not necessarily a bad thing. I think being open to feedback is useful. But ultimately remembering yeah. that that feedback is just feedback. Yeah. And it's somebody's opinion at the end of the day, you know. So there's so many different layers, even with just 
that's yeah. voyage of self-discovery uh, yeah, totally and i you know yeah. i've always stuck by the phrase other people's opinions don't pay your bills so uh, do you know what i mean so you listen to them mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you you know mm-hmm. you don't it's it's completely up to you you know how you are and how you portray yourself yeah. now in terms of you know we're reaching you know we're quite close towards the end of the podcast and usually something that i really i always ask to guests on the podcast is around if there's any specific tips or anything that would be helpful in terms of our area of discussion today so I think in terms of confidence we can be so negative we can be you know as a human race we can be really negative we've been trained to be quite negative um and I can't do like I love, I love mindfulness. I love what it does. You know, I love breathing and, and things like that. Um, but I'm also very real. And I also appreciate that people don't have time to just sit there and kind of have five minutes of breathing because we, we live in a world now where sometimes it's just really, really hard to do. So I think for me, feeling confident um, is I wake up in the morning and I find something that I really love about myself finding that one thing and actually just building around it and saying, yeah, this is, this has put me in a really good mood. Or if I wake up and I'm just like, I'm going to do this today and, and not setting myself up to fail, you know, setting myself too many goals, too many targets or anything like that. So it's, you know, for, in terms of confidence, it's actually turning around and finding that one positive thing. And I think, yeah, something that I learned very early on is it's to really just kind of embrace the positive things that happen in your day mm. wise words to leave us with <laughs> i like it <laughs> no i wanted to say thank you so much um i know you are a busy man um so i want to say thank you for spending you know half an hour or so um talking to me about about all of this this is this is so crucial especially to kind of to coaches because i think there is still a lot of questions around what is a coach and how do we operate? So things like this are fantastic. So thank you so much for having me on. You're welcome. You're welcome. You have been listening to Coaching in Focus, the podcast by Become Coaching and Training. And if you have enjoyed today's episode, we would absolutely love it if you could leave a review wherever you found this podcast. We're available on all the major platforms, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So until I see you next time, take care.